Yeah, you, you know, you know, you know what I got in this video. Way more people are getting punched in the face in Russia than anywhere. Oh yeah, on this planet, like Russia has like the high score. Dude, half the, the people in that music video had black eyes. <laughs> they did. Like all they <laughs> do like is missing teeth. The national like... pastime of Russia is punching people in the face. That late, that Asian lady had to dance, <laughs> or else she'd be punched in the face. <laughs> so she just, she just had to join in and act like she liked it. <laughs> she had to go with the flow. Take my hat, just please don't punch me. <laughs> <laughs> she just had to join in. She's like, that's the only way I'm gonna make it out of this without getting punched in the face. <laughs> I think it's safe to say we could probably go in on that because there's no way that's copyrighted oh, i would be yeah, no, i would be amazed good. that that was dude, good, dude. <laughs> I, and if 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 it is copyrighted i think the penalty is a punch to the face <laughs> i think literally <laughs> literally the only place it would be banned in would be russia right because it's the russian music true and who the fuck we cares no one's like listening this. in russia or if you are, hit us up. Us <laughs> yeah. We'll send you the direct <laughs> download link. It's our like, primary fan care. base, dude. Russia, dude. They please, love us. Please don't punch us in the face. <laughs> Live from the studio, I am Jimmy Seleski, which actually sounds like a Russian name. Yeah, dude. Very Russian. <laughs> Unlike Eric Glazer. Eric Glazer sounds Very cool. German name. <laughs> Eric Glazer is a German name. I like that, too. We are here with uh, Valance Michael. Second time guest. Second Ooh. time guest. Second time you were guest. here... An even doper full name, though. Valance Michael Presley, Presley, dude. Yeah. Sounds like a fucking superhero. Why don't you include the... Do you, how come your stage name isn't, doesn't include the Presley? Or does it? Am I just off? Well, here's the thing. You talk, get okay. like within Kiss, kiss I, uh, I never, I never... Uh, fuck, I don't know. It always was just Valance Michael. And then I just yeah. threw up my you know, full name, Valance Michael Presley. And some people say it, some people don't. Like I never really like made a thing about it. You know what I mean? I feel like it's... I don't, I don't want to be a guy to just be like, hey, make sure you say the, the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, I think so. that's in style because, like, that guy from Black Panther, the, uh, I don't even, I haven't seen the movie yet, but the guy who plays, I think, the villain, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. That's like. Well, he had to put the B in it because they Michael Jordan. You kind of have to. You kind of have to. He was already in Put that so I guess that could be in vogue. I guess we're just kind of wrapping back around as a society. We're just starting to repeat famous names again, dude. So you could hop on that train. Yeah. I, hey, I think I already have a couple but famous names no, in my name. There was no Michael Valance Presley. Presley before, man. No, no, I, I, I don't Presley. think there's any famous Valance anyone personally. I don't think there is. I, yeah. I, I'm definitely you could probably just be, be Valance if you want. I could really be. Could. like, But the, the rest of it's so... It's important. Yeah. It, like, it all sounds like even just Valance... Michael sounds good, yeah. but Valance Michael Presley. You really can't go wrong with that name. So you can't. So I, either I'll, or, dude. You I'll just have it be either. everything, and then just like whoever gravitates. Even to Michael Presley to sounds cool. Yeah, Michael, that like, could be like your country, like <laughs> Michael your Presley. Name. Michael yeah, when you break Presley. out in the country, is that scene? the backup guy from Florida Georgia Line? That's <laughs> well, I used to do, dude. <laughs> uh. <laughs> It'll be like Darius Rucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to say that I was uh, Michael Jackson and uh, Lisa Marie's Presley uh, love child. I for forgot that, little, that they were a thing. Time. I forgot that Michael yeah. Jackson was with Lisa Marie Presley. It, she... it lasted all of the Kissel MTV. Did she do music, or did she? She just... did, she did do music. See, I feel like I feel like it's kind of fucked when your father was like one of the greatest of all times because then it's like, how do you? 
how do you match that? Like Michael, like anytime, like any situation, like Michael Jordan's kid. Like right. everybody just expects him if he's gonna play basketball to be like the fucking best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's like if why he's... I became an actor. <laughs> 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 Michael B. Jordan Jr., I got you. <laughs> I got you. He's like, I'm gonna be the Michael Jordan of acting. <laughs> <laughs> that happens to everybody though. Like um Bob Dylan's son, Jacob Dylan, was in that band The Wallflowers. If you recall, remember there was a song from the nineties called One Headlight, and it was a uh, Come on, try a little. Nothing is forever. It's got to be. Anybody's ringing bells right now, dude? Not at all. Exactly. No, 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 That's no. the point. That's the point. He said that was a hit song. That was a good song. But it's just like, man, it's just I would I would hate if my dad. That's why I'm glad that nobody in my family was successful because I got nothing to live up to. Dude, but it's possible. It's possible. I mean, finally, look at look at look at uh, Jaden Smith. Yeah, but Jaden Smith, I mean, he's got a lot, a long way to go if he's going to beat Will Smith, dude. Like he, he does, he does have a long way to go, but I think he's, he's doing pretty, he's still good, pretty good right now. Yeah, he is already in a Karate Kid remake. Yeah, he, I think his like album he dropped was on like the Billboard charts, which is yeah, which is, I'm I'm actually a fan of. This album is actually pretty good. It's I haven't a, really listened to it just because like I don't know, just like. Him being Will Smith's son, yeah, it's I a, know it's gonna be automatically popular, right, right, right. But it's like, is it good though? And I like well, haven't a, like. Here's the thing though. Here's what kind of made me pay attention to it is because uh, he always rapped, yeah, but it sounded nothing like this. Okay, so when I like, and I I went to a show in Philly one time. It was like uh, I think like Tyler the Creator just had him out on stage, right? Just there, just chilling. So like he was kind of in the culture and shit, like. But yeah, it's a different kind of struggle. Like the difference between growing up with like already famous, like you're already famous, kind of. You're Will Smith's kid, but like, and a lot. I think a lot of people don't give you the time of day because they just assume like, oh, like you said, like of course it's going to be popular, you know. Whereas like if you grow up with nobody in your family doing shit, you have the struggle of like trying to get uh, noticed, but at least at least people kind of take you seriously. But with them, it's like the opposite. Like they're already noticed, but nobody takes you seriously. But see, that's I feel like people do feel that way. But that's such like bullshit. Because like, in order to, will you will you fucking have like good people around you that are like fast moving, like actually like successful people? Yeah, you can't help but be successful, right? True. True. So if your family's fucking successful, like you take advantage of that shit. You have no fucking. There's no reason not to be successful yeah. at something yeah, when yeah. you have all those resources around yeah. you. But I think a lot of those kids try their best to get their own way. You know what I mean? Like yeah, well, Willow, she had uh, that track. She had a hit song. She had a hit fucking song. That's like my Facebook bio. I like made it in like 2010, and I, it like asked me to update it recently. They're like, "Do you want to update your bio?" And I was like, "What is it?" And I was like, "I wear my hair back and forth like 800 times." I'm like, oh, "I'll keep it." <laughs> it's kind of funny, dude. It just gets cool every day. The thing yeah, is, dude. is Will Smith kind of he he started out kind of as a rapper, right? Yeah. And then he got into acting. And even he can't even. Put out a hit song right about now. Exactly. Well, he well did Will Smith ever have he had get jiggy with it? But like he was never really taken seriously <laughs> as a rapper, was he? No, those those uh, he was he, also he just first like came clean, out. you know. He was the clean rapper. Well, well, yeah. there was well the whole the whole Fresh Prince of Bel Air era of Will Smith's rapping was incredible. The whole like Paris. was he rapping during the time he was doing that show? 
he was rapping before that. Okay, okay, okay. His dope lyrics got him that show. Never forget that. Really? Yes. See, I have no clue the story of Will Smith. I don't know how that happened. Well, see, or... most people only know him for the shit that came after that, the shit that came out with the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, black and all that. Exactly. Shit. But he had a whole t- t- different, like, like in the good era of like Def Jam, Run DMC, and all that shit going on. LL Cool J, Will Smith. Like he had it. He had it around that time. You know what I mean? Damn. It was a really good era, of, like of great music around it. He stood out. That was like what? That was early '90s, maybe late '80s that he was doing yeah, that shit. Yeah, for sure. Jeez. When did like NWA and all them come out? Because when did, I feel like rap for the when in the '80s rap was like clean and fun and happy and then all of a sudden in the 90s it just became like a, it became like a fuck the police type of like it, it did it, it, I'm pretty sure that was all like and I think that's 90, why Will Smith 92. didn't transcend eras because like it just kind of it just completely like hip hop I don't know who changed the game it took off it took off drastically I yeah. think I think a lot of people I could be wrong I'm not a happy line with hip hop but I think a lot of people contribute all that to like people like uh Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane. He was, I, I feel like he was, well, Big Daddy Kane, I thought he was like early 80s. He sounds like one of those, like, when I think of he, like. He, he he was, but he uh, he had a different flow than all than the, huh, he was the first one to get the <laughs> fuck away hip, from, the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was one of the first ones to get away from that. And then, uh, yeah, it just spawned a new shit. Don't have me lying. Jesus Christ. Nah, I mean, but it's like, you know, every like couple of years, like music changes. And like, you could, yeah. the definition of a genre changes. And you could argue that the same transformation occurred with every other genre of music, too, because I mean, just the 80s in general, like we were just listening to Europe and like the 80s was so big and like the like the music was just big and like fantastical and like the big synth lines and it's like overproduced like crazy fantasy type sound 70s with the hair bands and shit and then the 90s you like in this around the same period of time you could say that like hip-hop took that jump from like happy hibbity bibbity bop to like we're talking about real shit it's kind of the same thing with rock like when nirvana and green day and all them came out in the early 90s like they were completely fucking different it's i think it's literally the uh i think we do it with everything we enjoy we have this habit of putting more reality into it Mm -hmm. like so it started with music where it was like that playful stuff is cool but then when somebody put reality into it they was like holy shit and the same thing happened with fucking tv well i think it goes in cycles more than anything because i think we've kind of like we we definitely oscillate between like real shit and like stupid shit like and you can kind of observe it like like the early '90s was like when all the gr- like just speaking from a rock perspective, like that was like the real minimalist. Like they went from like this super overproduced shit to like Nirvana would come out and record like fucking just like on a on a tape recorder, and that was their song, right. and it, and it was just all about like minimalist. Like this is rock and roll, and then and then it kind of cycled through, and then it gradually got more pop. So like then you had bands like the Jim Blossoms come out and they call that like post grunge and then you had like matchbox 20 who was like completely popped up version of like the same kind of rock elements but like they were pop again and then it went all the way to like boy bands in the late 90s where it was like all of a sudden it was just fun and and silly and like cheesy again i've never thought of that 
that way as the progression because i remember all those eras of yeah music. i never thought and of then and then and then and then after that then it slowly started and then you had like blink 182 which was like the early 2000s pop rock bands were kind of like the boy bands like the grunge boy because like they all had like the eyeliner still right, right, and they yeah. were all like it was like the boy bands grow like in middle school <laughs> yeah like fallout boy and all those bands like they were like still like they were still like bitches, kind of. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're middle schoolers, dude. They shopped at Hot Topic. They fucking hated then, talking to girls. And then it went, and then like you can kind of trace it. So like the early 2000s, you had all that shit. And then like 2010, around the time, like uh, I was playing at a gig earlier today, and like I swear it must have been like 2010's Pandora or something like that. They were just playing like. I got a feeling, <laughs> and like club can't even handle me right yeah. now. Like Flo Rida, where it's like hoop <laughs> like that kind of shit <laughs> was popping. And then in 2013, you had this like folk wave come, where like Monsters and Men came out, the Lumineers, Fun came out, and that Godier came out with a. Now you're just somebody that I used, used to, to know. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was such a cool time in music. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like it's hard to pinpoint where we're at now. But, like, Eric and I were in here the other night watching, like, old videos of, like, Wiz and B.O.B. and, like, Mac Miller from 2008, 9 and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And just seeing how different it is. And, like, just imagine, like... Oh, like, yeah, all the rap now is, like, it's just, like, a bunch of fucking, like, Zan shit or, like, I don't know. It's, like, all the same shit. It's, it's just all the same shit, mostly. I fuck with it. I really like a lot of the new shit, but... Well, Most see, what, of it, I like it because it all sounds the same. Which, <laughs> what, I, what I think is weird about what's happening right now is that they are kind of, now that they're getting into putting those like sounds in hip hop, those like melodies and like yeah. those like, you know, chords and shit in hip hop mm-hmm. now. Like, yeah, most of it's the production, which makes yeah, shit Yeah, it dope. is. It's been fucking crazy. And they're trying their best to do it with their voices. You yeah. know what I mean? With the auto-tune and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So I feel like now that they've like got to that point, they're trying to do it like how Europe would do it back in the day where they would yeah. let the drugs, I want to say, the vibe really yeah. be like the guidance of well, uh, you know, how they put together a song. I, From my observation, I've noticed like I look at a guy like Takashi 69 or like Lil Peep and and I, like I see the same kind of elements where it seems like it's almost like hip hop is starting to become. This is gonna sound weird, but I feel like hip hop starting to become like emo in a way. Like the same, like like the styles, like the Drake is the rap. most emo fucking. But Drake yeah. was artist. Drake was. I'm, he's, I'm ta- he's like kind of R and B ish. I'm talking you know? like he's, guys he's like very fucking emo. He's yeah. he, he's he's he, I would consider him. He's a sensitive. <laughs> I would consider him a sensitive guy. But when I say emo, I mean like. Guys like Uzi, Lil Uzi, and fucking Lil Peep, and Trippy Red, and Lil Xan, and Six Nine, and like just the whole actual emo culture of yeah, like yeah. the fucking hair and the colors and the fucking thing—it's starting to come back again. Yeah. Like, yeah. and 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 kids that grew because up because people like Kanye and Drake made it possible. Exactly yeah. because it's <laughs> a cycle. Very true. Yeah, it's a cycle, and so and so Bring I guess your emotions to the table. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like the the way they sing now. They're like a lot of the stuff they sing. A lot of the hooks are like scream. Like it's just it's just a strange time, because yeah. I've noticed that I think, in my opinion, I think that the music from the early two thousand tens was actually more produced. Like Lil Wayne stuff and things like that was actually more like sonically more produced. Yeah. And now because of SoundCloud and like that genre, that people now the people that are popping off aren't these 
quote unquote produced rappers. They're people that are like just blown up out of nowhere, like Fetty Wap and stuff like that. And so now, like the sound of the popular music is, I would argue, it's more minimalist than it was before. Yeah, so, it's it's somebody literally, like you said, just they're home, just trying out something new. Yeah, like hip hop never. There was such a template for a long time of how to make a dope track, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like now, be, now that you have the like power to just put it out yourself, when people, if there's something to it, there's something to it. And, like mm-hmm. people are, are not uh, like as scared to like just try new shit. So they're sitting in the house going, <laughs> and then the next thing you know, it's like somehow they turn that into like a really Hell good song. Yeah. There's not as much risk now. There's not as much like like because you can literally just do whatever the fuck you want and yeah. put it out. You couldn't have done that and like be like that's probably part of the reason why Bob, who is actually one of my favorite rappers, and I think that a part, the problem here, I think he was ahead of his time. Because I think he was the kind of guy, he would do songs where he was playing piano, he would do yeah, songs where he yeah. was playing guitar, he would do like straight like beast mode hip hop shit. And like but but when you're dealing with a record company and that's your main like medium for getting your stuff out there, they're gonna have a problem with that. Because the the one thing that they'll that the music industry or any industry is gonna do to you is they're gonna tell you, you need like we need to brand you. Yeah, you need a lane, basically. Yeah. We need yeah. to know how to we know take that. care of you based have, on yeah. shit we've done already. Exactly. But if we can't place you in a genre or fucking, you know, something that we can fucking with our our math mm-hmm. tell you where you're going, we don't know what to fucking do with and you. And so these artists were literally like they were literally pigeonholed. And I think that guys guys that are too real, and I think Bob was just too real for the industry. They couldn't. They would rather just not be anything than be fake. I I think he didn't. I think he couldn't. I think he couldn't deal with the fact that that they were making him be like this like strange clouds type of dude. But I, I felt like they wanted him to be a hip hop artist. They did, and 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 when you and when somebody's telling you when you when you're an artist and somebody's telling you we need you to be this, yeah. we need you to be this, and you're like, but I I want to be all these things. It can it can I mean and but the weird thing now is is that nobody's telling these SoundCloud rappers they have to do that, but for some reason they're all still kind of doing the same shit. Yeah. They're, like I think there was one, one, there's always with any wave, there's always one or two or however many, you know, an arbitrary number of people that are actually start the wave because they thought of something and they did it and it yeah. caught. Yeah. And then there's just a million times more people that see that it's catching and try to hop on the wave and surf yeah. it out. Yeah. Those are called, and then those maybe are called like sticky four tracks. or five people will get like a single out of it mm-hmm. and get popping mm-hmm. but then like who knows what like there's always that. like that that like that brainchild of it that's always playing but then you have these other people trying to copy it yeah and it sounds good with it in rotation and so it just yes. it just you it know just so it, just, it just flows but you can yeah. but but you and you can't in the moment in the time period you can't necessarily tell who's the ones who are the actual like the originalists of it and who yeah. are the ones that are copied like for instance like I think that you could kind of categorize or classify the 2008, 9, 10, 11 time period as like that kind of, like, I want to say like kind of like frat boy, like that kind of like chill, smoking weed, like Wiz Khalifa type shit. Yeah. And then you had all these rappers come out like Mac Miller and I can't really think of any, like Asher Roth, um, what's the other guy? Uh, what the fuck is the other guy? He's a white guy too. White rappers really had their fucking shine they had a, little, yeah, a couple yeah, years yeah. ago yeah, they did. because it was like that. That was the vibe that like when you go to a fucking frat house and there's just like a fucking box of pizza yeah. sitting on the couch. It's like three days old. And, like that was their whole thing. Like ha ha. <laughs> fucking house. Like the, I just the, like, <laughs> it's because the coast was clear on you don't have to rap about 
violent shit to to be successful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And once that happens, because you know, if you're a young white kid, that might not be your background. You might yeah, not yeah, want to yeah. rap about mm-hmm. some violent shit. So, but the, but you might be a dope ass fucking MC. So it was just the. A time for anybody that just was just dope to just come out with some shit. And I think Wiz Khalifa uh, specifically was a major pioneer of that because when he yeah. was doing that like day to day shit, remember he would do those like videos like of him just chilling with his crew. He wasn't just an art; he was like an actual entire personality. Yeah, like yeah. it was like Taylor Gang, and like people wanted to be Taylor yeah, yeah, Gang. Yeah, yeah. yeah dude, Ka- Taylor Gang would die, dude. That was a movement, <laughs> dude. That was a movement for and, sure. Like, for sure. I don't know who. I don't. You know, I'm. I'm 25 now, and so I, I feel like I might not be in touch with what the movement is right now. But, but I, dude, I, we're, we're at an age, because we have to stop saying that. Because yeah. here's my thing. There's too much shit to consume all at once. You're sure. going to miss some shit. Because yeah. like, like you said, you, it could start at fucking SoundCloud now. So you don't know what the fuck's happening, where it's coming from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just like, like you know, just engulf it when you can. But dude, like, we are so much better than like our parents mm-hmm. and how they was keeping up with shit. Oh yeah, dude. Like, even just like ten years ago, like, <laughs> you'd still be like, oh shit, what was that song we heard on the radio? Does anyone have Shazam? <laughs> what the fuck, Shazam? Does anyone have Data left? Does anyone still have Data this month? <laughs> Golly, dude. It is crazy, man. I can't even imagine being like in my dad's time, like in the 70s. Like literally unless you were like listening to the radio all day or if you were actually going out to a record store and buying records, you had to be like a legit music fan to stay in touch. Yeah. You know? But it was easier though because it wasn't happening that often. True. It wasn't happening that often and there wasn't that many people that everybody knew about. Yeah. And the only time you would... uh, get some other shit you would just buy it right mm-hmm. you yeah. would just go to the fucking you'd buy I mean, like not the you, whole but thing. this is what they did right you, they would just go and just be like here's what i came for because mm-hmm. i'm having a party because that's what we do right exactly. here's the album that i came for and this cover looks cool i'll try this out yeah. this cover looks cool i'll try this out and then like you find some more music that way like that's how it was done yeah, well, I remember even just like buying a CD just because I like one song on yeah, it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then being like, all right, I hope I get my money's worth out of like any of these other tracks. <laughs> and then you find like a dope song that you never would have found, you know? For sure, man. That shit happens all the time. I'm always, when I get an album, my thoughts have changed. But I used to take an album and be like, if I do it for this one song, if I could get two more, if I could just, just get two more songs, that was worth buying this album, but now I feel completely different. But like you know, it's it's yeah. time for you to start making full albums again. <laughs> you know what I mean? You think so? Yeah, man. Fuck. Thanks, dog. I I I love a, a complete fucking album, man. Like I love when I could just turn the fucking album on and just rock with it all the way through. There's there's two different perspectives, and I was actually talking about this. I called up uh, Chad last night. We had this guy named Chad, uh, and he um, on the podcast like two weeks ago. He's like fantastic guitarist. He was playing with this other dude, and I was like, I got to work with this guy on my stuff. So I called him up last night, and he was asking me like, Are you gonna drop an album soon? Like, when are you trying to drop an album? And I was saying we've had, we've had this conversation several times on the podcast. So I'm not gonna get like too far into it, but basically, because there's so much shit out there, and because it's so saturated, 
um, you really, you really, the the market, the method of consumption in music is singles based now. Yeah. You don't have the luxury like they did in the '60s, '70s, '80s, '90s, and maybe even early 2000s of putting out an album and just because you're one of the few bands that are actually in record stores the luxury that people are going to run across it and give you time of day to listen to the whole album because that's the only choice they have. They went out, they bought three albums, they're going to listen to the three albums they have. They don't have any other choice, you know? Yeah. But now you're surfing SoundCloud, you run across a song you like, and it's and it's in a playlist with, you know, 10 other songs in a quote-unquote album from some dude you've never heard of, of. It's very difficult to get somebody to attach themselves and commit. Like, I can barely commit to an album, and this is just me, so I can't speak for everyone, but I can barely commit to an album that, like, the, from like a like with like the people that can come out with albums are like Kanye, yeah. he can come out with an album. Drake can come out with an album because people they have the established reputation yeah. of like we're gonna listen to this whole body of work. You appreciate you appreciate their work so much that like you want every fucking song. Yes, you want every goddamn song. Yeah. But it's so possible for Kanye to put out a song on that album didn't really go anywhere that you'd be like. I can't listen to this fucking song. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't listen to it. But, but there's, there's still, dude, like, the reason why we rock with Kanye, someone like Kanye West, right, is because he consistently gave us albums that we can rock all the way through. Mm-hmm. That's why he is who he is today. You could totally have a career based off singles. That's cool. But as far as having fucking longevity... And like trying to like progress, like have like a career, like twenty year fucking career, you have to give albums. Well, no, no, everybody that gives albums are still making albums. There's a lot of rappers that ain't coming out. That begs the question though: (laughs) who, who right now that's out right now? Now I'm not talking about people that are still out from a different era, like you know. Drake and Kanye and those guys, they're from a different time. They're still popping. Right. They're still killing. I'm saying who's coming out today? Who's like the new people that are doing anything other than just putting out single after single? Uh, who's doing albums? J. Cole, Kendrick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Those are albums. And dude. I would I would argue fairly new artists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean you gotta you gotta yeah, Kendrick just composed the Black Panther album, you know? Like Okay. I guess what I, I'm not I'm when I said that I wasn't saying I I guess I, when I say new artists I mean like artists that came out like it's 2018 Within now like which the is last like, year or so like 2010 22? like 2010 is Jaden Smith dude. a long time ago <laughs> dude like it, yeah. in the in the in the in this grand scheme of things that's eight years ago like 2010 is almost a decade ago. Yeah. Like, like when you think of it, like, okay, so let's say we're talking about the '80s, and we're like, okay, this dude came out with his first album in '83. Now it's '91. Is that guy still considered a new artist? Like these guys, oh, J. Cole, sure, sure. Kendrick Lamar, like Friday Night Lights. When did that come out? 2009, 2010. Like, are they considered a new artist, or are they just considered an artist that's still killing it? Because I'm saying the new artists, the the culture is just single after single after single. Like, I imagine if I got I, like, I, I I don't think you're giving uh. uh that date right. They they're newer than that. Are they? They gotta be. I feel Who? like Kendrick. Cole and Kendrick. Yeah, yeah. Kendrick's been doing shit for a long time. Kendrick's I'd been say, underground I'd say for a J. while. I'd say J Cole has been mainstream since like twenty eleven, twelve maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. Because dude, but you gotta you gotta remember like Kendrick because had of like how we know how to search for music. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were Wale fans. 
way before Wale with Energy, uh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And you add those years because you just fucked with him. But as far as those dudes putting out like mainstream fucking albums, it it was a lot sooner, right? I mean, to 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 maybe. I mean, look, I, I don't, know. I don't Kendrick know. had like swimming pools. That was like twenty fourteen, maybe. And that had bad like bitch. Uh, uh, my fucking problem. I like bad bitches. That's my fucking yeah, problem. Yeah. What year was that? I think that was the same album. And yeah, then it was. that was like uh Good Kid Mad City. What was that? 2014, 2015? That was the first album. Yeah. Right? I, I think he like did shit before that though. Underground shit. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was his first. Yeah, yeah. That was his mainstream that shit. That was his four years ago. That's okay. fairly new artist. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. that's this generation. So, okay, fair enough. So when we talk about the guys who are coming out today, I would consider them a different elk of a ilk of a different generation the culture that exists today i think more than ever and it probably just keep getting worse and that was the question i was driving at is the people that we we exist in this kind of like viral culture right. where the goal is to try to just like and that's why i think that has a lot to do with why the artists that are getting noticed right now are so much of it is they're like like they dress crazy and everything's just fucking insane and elaborate yeah. and like so much focus is put into just standing out because there's so much shit and so so much. But of it's that, always been that way though. It's there's, always there's been always that way. There's always been someone in sub genre or all genres that tried something to just stand the fuck out. Case in point, Outkast. Okay. For years, right? Mm-hmm. Outkast had at what we know now. About three classic albums out before they even went super fucking mainstream. Yeah. Before they were everywhere. Before Love uh, uh, Bombs Over Bad Dad came out. Like, they, it was already like a couple albums deep before that. And they, you know, decided to be wild and crazy kids and like start standing out wearing the fucking bell bottoms and platinum hair whatever Andre was doing <laughs> around that time. Yeah man, it worked. But that seems so that seems so like like I, I guess you know it's it's tough to to compare that for me because I look at, I think the reason why is because they did that and they did it so well that it became a standard in a way. It was like they were outcast. Yeah, yeah. And so all of a sudden it went from being like stand out to like well, that's just fucking outcast. Like it went from like crazy to normal that well, quick. It went it became normal to us because we all started fucking exactly. doing it. You know what yeah. I mean? Exactly. So I wonder if if they stood out and if they were like as adventurous at that time as when you look at it. And when I say adventurous, because I look at a lot of the guys now, and I think a lot of the uh like I look at like I'll say this. A guy like six nine, you showed me his videos, and I was looking at this yeah, guy, yeah. and I was like, "There's no way." Like for me, it's hard to imagine that 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 all of his image is entirely like real and that. Na- like I I believe when I looked at Andre three thousand, I believe that was him. Right. Like it was him. That's what he wanted to do. That was him. I look at guys now, and it's like the the, the colored hair and everything like that, and everybody's doing that same kind yeah, of shit. Everyone it's, has face tats. Everyone's like fucking, you know. It's hard to pick out who's actually real about it and who's just fucking noticing and well, jumping I mean, on the this train. This is the trend, yeah. I mean, here's the thing, though. Uh, we made it okay to express yourself however you want to. 
And those guys decided to do it with things that were basically from the uh, 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 gangster area, mm-hmm. from that, that culture with the yeah, tattoos yeah. and whatever, and the, the plaits and all that shit. That was from the gangster area, right? The same way, like you said, when you look at the, the bands, how the eyeshadow never went away. Mm-hmm. The tattoos never went away. You know what I'm saying? They are a more, less, crazier version of what came before them, mm-hmm. but they still resemble resemble what came before them. So that's how I look at that. Like, I don't, because a lot of those guys aren't really promoting a street. Like, I am hood. Like, Lilliati's not doing that. It like, seems like they're promoting yeah, yeah. more like, I'm just fucking like wild. Like, yeah. I don't even know how to put it. Because here's, here's, like, here's a crazy thing that I learned recently nerds sell drugs. Oh yeah, nerds are drug dealers now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. was it used to be for the belief. I think, I think <laughs> but now Odd Future. Are fucking... I think Odd Future had a lot to do with that too. Because yeah. we haven't we haven't <laughs> talked about them, but like Odd Future, they kind of came out. When would you say they came out? Like 2010? Yeah, yeah. They came out and like they had that whole vibe where they were like skater kids. Like mm. they they had like nice clothes. They dressed different. They did everything they did was different. And like they were kind of like. I heard Nathan Nathan Colley, he described it as like post swag, where like it, like that's the the swag culture of like 2008, and then then they came out and they were like kind of like fuck that shit, like we're just gonna be like us, and then I think that got taken to like this level where now it's like cool to be like you were saying like a fucking dweeb in a way, but not a dweeb, yeah. but just like I listen like to the rap now, it's like it's yeah. like junkies, they're like literally fucking like they're not gangster, they're yeah. just fucking like. Like fucking little peep, like trippy. Re- they're just like fucking, just like, <laughs> like it's just like weird to me, dude. It's, it's just, just fucking fuck, strange. It's weird because it's a fucking nerd doing it. <laughs> it's a fucking nerd doing it. Like, <laughs> fucking nerd, dude. What are you doing? Because we, we, all right. So like, the hustle has to change, right? Everybody, everybody that hustles, the hustle has to change. So you can't be. The shoot 'em up, bang bang, take your money, a selling drug dude that we all watch because we've all seen that story fail so many times. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that are still doing it, but there's a lot of people that are smarter nerds, for lack of a better lack of a better term, yeah. are trying to find other ways to do it. But they still that that need to work more is 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 still birthed in the same place. They just went a different route. So because it was birthed in the same place. They feel like they could look exactly like that motherfucker over there. So, what I am brought to you by Valance Michael, who's wearing an amazing Spider-Man T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nerd! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Nerd. Not, not, only, not only is it nerdy, Dweeb. but this is my uh, I wash too many times outfit. It's like uh, this yeah. is a bit faded. The jeans are a bit faded. The shirts a bit yeah, faded. Yeah, it's a little faded. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Dude, a classic nerd. <laughs> I think. I think the I next. I went the other route. I didn't go. <laughs> I could have. I could have. I personally think that the next swing of things, and I think that it's kind of evident. Um, I think that right now we're in the cycle of we're moving away from the album culture and more into the singles culture. But I will say because I believe in the cycle that. People are going to get tired of just like shit just happens to like shit just like it pops. And it's like that. I feel like that's why it's so difficult to get any like substantial movement going. Like even like not just music, but like politically, because people just like you, you everybody like, for instance, like the fucking um, the uh, 
just recently with the school shooting and then all the kids like organized this like big thing where they all like skipped school and like yeah. met up at a station. They're all just fucking going there and cheering and stuff like that. And I, I look at it and I'm wondering like, I wonder, I wonder if that can last because I think that they grew up in a generation where like, for instance, like the Women's March or something like that. Yeah. Like they grew up in a generation where like that shit, like it goes viral and it seems like a, like we're all going to fucking do this. We're all going to fucking do this. And they all do it. And it's just this big thing. And I almost feel like a lot of people think that that's the extent yeah. of what you have to do in order to make something happen. And so it's like they organize this big fucking thing. And then it's just like, OK, we did it. And they like they it's like counterintuitive and to think like, no, but you actually have to like still care about that shit. Well, see, After you've enjoyed the like virality of it. Every time I think about the Zach point that you're making right now, because I've had that exact thought. Okay. Because, you know, as a black person, I've seen a lot of niggas out there protesting the couple past few events, right? And you do wonder, all right, so what the fuck is supposed to happen next after you get everybody on the same page? Here's, and every time I have that thought, I go, I blame it on myself. Because I didn't get up and go to. I didn't get up and try to find out what I could do. I feel like if everybody that felt something when they saw it, if everybody in the fucking world that has that thought, what do you do next? And they get up and actually try to go find out what do you do next? Then everything will be solved. Well, I think that that <laughs> entails the, the understanding that it's more than just that one thing. Like, I think that you and I, and maybe I don't, I don't want to speak for Eric, but like, people of our generation in general that are a little bit older, we still are kind of in touch with the fact that like, yeah, we can all do this right now, but like, I'm kind of, I kind of sit back and watch it happen because I'm like, okay, great. You guys are all going to fucking skip school and go do this big thing. But like, I'm looking at it as like, yeah, I guess I could do that thing with you yeah. maybe, but is that going to really do anything? Like once, once you've all missed school for the day and you've done that shit, like, is anybody going to, is anybody still going to pursue? I think that's where it comes down. It wasn't just like Martin Luther King's movement. It wasn't just like one fucking march. Yeah. It wasn't like one big thing. They were like, we're just going to do this one big thing and we're going to change the world because so many people saw how many people did this one thing yeah. one time. It doesn't work like that. And I think people aren't used to that because we exist in a culture where all you have to do is one thing one time and you're fucking popping for a week. Well, dude, there was, there was a time where uh, black people, <laughs> when they were going through all that shit, uh, it was kind of clear. There was something that happened, and it made it kind of clear that everybody was on the same fucking page. This bullshit needs to stop. Because even the people that weren't getting up doing helping out before were being like, I'm sick of seeing this shit on TV. <laughs> like, this is terrible. And then finally, it was kind of obvious Everybody's on the same page. Let's change some of these fucking laws, right? Mm -hmm. But but the people that are that has the that's I would say what's that's opposite of the protesters, they still fucking exist. They're still out there and then the numbers grow, but you're outnumbered. The reason why you feel like the the the, the school, the the uh march thing that they're doing to try to change gun laws, you feel like they lost already because the people that are opposed that are greater fucking numbers and they're all in charge of... Uh, I feel like they lost it already because when I watched one particular video I saw where, um, first of all, you look at the video and, and for the first time in my life, I'm looking at... Not for the first time. I've noticed this 
progressing over the course of the past couple of years. But like I'm looking at these high schools, I'm like, wow, these are kids. I feel like an adult and I'm looking yeah, at, yeah, kids at kids doing some shit. And like you look at everybody coming up the escalator and everybody's got their phone out. Everybody's like going around the crowd like, wow, look at how crazy this shit is. This shit's so crazy. And like this one girl in particular, I saw her come with the escalator and she's like talking to her friend and like texting and stuff like that. And at the time, everybody's everybody in the crowd is just yelling, enough is enough, enough is enough. And this girl gets up to the top of the escalator and she just notices that everybody's yelling enough is enough. And then just that group of people just starts yelling, enough is enough, enough is enough. It's just like you just see these people come up and they just start, okay, this is what we're doing. Enough is enough. But I wonder, is anybody really, how many people are actually there because they really think is enough is enough or how many people are actually there just trying to be a part of something? And as soon as it's not something to be a part of, they're on to the next thing, just like they're on to the next song, just like they're on to the next meme, just like they're on to the next any fucking thing else because nobody understands the concept of actually committing yeah. to any particular idea. Or It's just, it's just wild to me. It's just like it, I, don't, I don't know if it's different now or if it's always been that way and we're just noticing it more because we're able to like observe it with the internet and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like there's a, a major disconnect with people between what they think is going to make a difference and, and what actually makes a difference. And that could be, well, that could be me just being old. Well, I mean, dude, it's, it's a hard fucking job to change people's mind for what you believe is the better is a hard fucking job. And the, most of the people in the world uh, already have one. Exactly. <laughs> they exactly. already have a hard Very fucking true. job. So it's kind of hard should have two fucking hard jobs because mm-hmm. while you're trying to help everybody, you lost your shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Or, or 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 it's less than it's half of what it was before. So it's and, and then you know that the other side is so strong that they could destroy that person in some kind of way. But that's also that is they also <laughs> evidence. Uh, in a way, you could observe it as evidence that maybe the shit isn't... Okay, so I'm just going to say this. This is just a thought that's coming through my mind. The fact that you already kind of have your shit going in your life. You already have your job. You already have whatever going for you. And so you're interested in the concept of going out and and fighting for a cause or whatever like that. But ultimately, you already have your real job. Your job isn't to fight for that cause. That, in a way, is kind of evidence that maybe shit really isn't that as bad as they're making it seem because you can look at a country that's actually like a go to Venezuela, go to parts of Russia, stuff like that, countries that are North Korea, for instance, countries that actually their shit sucks. They want a real job. Their right. life fucking blows and they have no choice to fight for this cause. They don't have the luxury of like, yeah, I'll fucking I'll fucking take a train down to the march and, and write a cool sign and hold it up and take a bunch of pictures from my fucking Facebook and Instagram and get a bunch of likes. Well, but ultimately, I'm going to go back yeah. to my salary position. But like, but that dude, doesn't but, mean that it can't be better here, too. I'm not know? saying it can't be. But look, that's the fact. Like, Dave Chappelle, in his last special, he said, it's always funny until it's until it happens Hell, to you. Yeah. And that's the, and that's the mentality, that, mentality that we all have about every issue in the world. As a human, I empathize with your issue, so I'm on your side. So I'm going to stand there, and, and yes, you're right. This needs to change, but it hasn't happened to me. Yeah, it happened to you, and I can't be here as much as you need to be here. Yeah, I'm going to show. I'm going to show up. You ever go to a party and you just showed your face? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
That's what people do. They just show their face, but they gotta get back to their shit. Well, that's 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 because it really hasn't happened to them. Yeah, it hasn't, and that's that's the thing about the internet is like with Twitter, just whatever's trending for the day, it allows people to be quote unquote affected by shit that actually doesn't affect yeah, them. Yeah. So they're able to sympathize with it and and go through the motions of like I don't want to say pretending because they might actually empathize with it in a way, but ultimately like. I, I, I could empathize with a, f- a picture of a friend being shot in the ass, right? I could mm-hmm. feel the emotion. Yeah. But if I was there when it happened, that's completely different. I remember the the, the fire. You know what I mean? I remember mm-hmm. the gunshot going off. I remember the sound. I remember you hitting the floor and starting to scream. Mm-hmm. I remember the blood mm-hmm. pouring. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it's just different until it happens to you, man. Like So yeah. it's just like... Everybody's on the same page, man, but everybody can't afford to be that dedicated to one thing at the same time. Yeah. Like, and because we're all so fucking fickle as people, we're not all going to be on the same page. Because ultimately, we're con- like you said, you're con- it's, we're concerned with our own fucking day to day shit. shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, back in the 60s, like, I'll use the, I'll use the example of the, uh, the Million Man March again. Like, those people, like, the way shit was promoted and propagated back then, it was much more difficult to get the word out. You know, you had newspapers and shit like that. Like, in order for somebody to organize that stuff, it must have been way fucking hard. Now you can send out a tweet, and if you have a bunch of followers, that gets retweeted. And now everybody fucking knows about it, and everybody's able to show up. And it, 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 it opens the door for people who, Otherwise, if this were the 60s or something like that, would not have been there. So now you're able to get a crowd of much greater numbers, but perhaps much less substance, much less actual. Like maybe, maybe I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I think it's, I think it's a flaw in the logic that we're going. Because I would like to see, I would like to see whatever. And again, look, my light, like I got my own fucking problems going, you know. And and I think just like any other human being on the planet, like that's what I'm focused on. Yeah. That's what I'm focused on. Like, and, and so, like, I see the other shit going on, and the same way as you, I can observe it. I just, I just don't go through the motions. Like, I just, like, if I see something going, unless it's something that I really care about, I'm not gonna even. I, I, I honestly probably wouldn't even go down to a fucking march or something like that, even if I did care about it. But only because I don't have a real job otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, like, I look at it as like, okay, so if I really care about something, I'll fucking. Talk about it on the podcast, or I'll fucking put it in my music, or something like that. Like that's that's will be my contribution to it, at least in my head, even if it means nothing. Yeah. But so, I, I I don't know. I I just think I I just think mostly I just think I'm getting fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, here's what you realize. Here's what here's what that means because you're getting old. We've seen this happen too many times, like. Our parents dealt with the shit. Their parents dealt with it from their time. Their parents dealt with whatever the fuck was going on. All the way back to it was plague. <laughs> it was the plague killing motherfuckers. Like, to way, way whatever the fuck. How are we going to fucking get heat? This has mm-hmm. been the longest fucking winter we've ever had. Back to when that was like the mass hysteria problem. There's always going to be something to fucking worry about. I yeah. think that's that's what getting old is. We saw the fucking... Remember James, Remember Coney 2012? Remember they came... Remember James Coney? Yes. 
Fuck, fucking I forgot about that. Fucking viral ass. Exactly. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, That's the whole point. Remember fucking 2012, uh, fucking this video about how James Coney's doing all this terrible shit in Africa. He's a warlord, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and everybody's fucking talking about it on Facebook. Everybody's like, fuck James or whatever. Like, all of a sudden, all these fucking dudes, in, white dudes in America, all of a sudden care about what the fuck's going over there for a week. And now, it's 2018. Is James James Coney might still be fucking running around doing the same shit yeah, he was doing. He's probably got even more child. He's probably doing even now. fucking better. He got a bunch of publicity. He got a free campaign against him. Yeah, exactly. He got a free campaign to, for we, him. We need dude. to figure that out. We need to. That was that's, like the first. That's our job. One that yeah. I can remember being like, <laughs> I oh, forgot all about. Oh, that. everybody's just gonna fucking get all hype about something, and if any, it, it just never. What are we gonna do about it? Yeah. We've all proven that we're capable of showing up. Like I, when I went to Towson University, um, uh, I tried to I tried to get the wrestling club off the ground, and the first day, uh, the first practice we had, we had like sixty people out. All these dudes that were Towson U that wanted to wrestle, but what happened was. Uh, we owed a whole bunch of money. We owe, you know, the 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 or, the 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 school wasn't going to let us compete until because the club for the past like three years hadn't paid their dues or something. So when I got there as a freshman, they were like, okay, so you got to pay your dues for this semester as a club with a fundraiser, but you also have to pay back the debt that you owe for the past three years for shit that didn't even that you weren't even here for. But like, if you want to actually be allowed to compete, you guys have to get back to even. And so you get a whole bunch of people out, and everybody wants to wrestle because that's that's what they're thinking. These are all dudes who wrestled in high school. They want to wrestle. They show up, and all of a sudden you have enough practice, a couple less people there, a couple less people there. All of a sudden, if nothing gets actually going, we've proven that there's a lot of people that are interested right. in wrestling. We've proven that there's a lot of people that are on campus that are like, oh, yeah, I'll fucking show up six to eight and fucking go to practice. But the minute that you haven't established some sort of game where it's like, okay, well, we got a tournament next week. Okay, well, now we're going to fucking have weigh-ins. We're going to have wrestle-offs. We're going to see who's starting. If you don't have that shit in play, after two months, we were down to just me and three other dudes in the mm-hmm. because we were the ones that actually really wanted to fucking get this shit off the ground, and everybody else just liked the idea of wrestling. Well, well can, you, can you say that maybe the problem is uh, we haven't really figured out how to capitalize on people's attention spans while we have it? Well, I think that's Cause, cause always if, been the case. Because you realize, government and law shit, there's a long, the fuck, drawn out process purposefully. Yeah, purposefully. purposefully. Because they understood that this is how people work. Yeah. They understood that we can't just have the way society is structured be decided by whatever people decide they gave a shit about this week. If it really matters, they will continue to give a shit about it. And they will go through the process and they'll make a change eventually. They understood how people work. People have always been that way. I think I don't think that we've lost I don't think we've that we've lost touch with how to establish the ground game. I think we've lost touch with the importance of it. I think people legitimately don't understand that that is a necessary aspect of actually changing because of the culture that we live in today, which is all about just popping off. Yeah. Just all of a sudden you're fi- famous, you know, you're the cash me outside bitch, you're the fucking damn Daniel guy with the vans. You're that guy. And now where the fuck's damn Daniel? Where the like what are these like that's how we move now. Yeah. So what if what if what if the slogan for everything now should be uh tragedy plus time equals no change. To make people say what's this shit is trending. We actually got to fix it before it's not trending anymore. What like if 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 that's the pace that we are mentally moving at now, that's what we're conditioned to, 
do to every goddamn thing we put in our faces. Well, see that, the, that everything could, else needs to that, speed up to that pace. That could be dangerous though, because then we're falling into the territory of any given thing that sets people off on any given day can direct the entire course of society, which is dangerous because a lot of these things need time to be sort of like when something it, it happens. It time because people needed to go back and look over other cases and how and do studies of how it evolved, how this place is going to react to this and all that. We have shit available to us now that will tell us all that at a way faster pace. We do, but the debate... So, like, for instance, uh, the... Uh, the, I mean, we've had more terrorist attacks, and when I say terrorists, I'm talking about any like mash, like the Vegas thing and the school thing, and like so immediately the emotional response, the emotional response, and I'm not saying it's a wrong response or a right response. I'm just saying that the immediate knee jerk response when a tragedy like this happens is something like we need to ban guns, we need to get rid of them, we just fucking get rid of them. But then what you're doing is there is an entire. It's not to me. And I think to a lot of people it could be, and maybe it is this simple, but to me, it's not that simple. And so if we start making moves like this, if we start something happens and we just make an abrupt knee-jerk reaction to it that changes the entire course of the society we live in, then we're not actually existing in the society that was structured for us, which was you need to take time to hear out all sides. Mm. We, we need to take but time. Have you Think about this, because this is exactly what's happening right now. Yeah. Our knee-jerk response is already a compromise. Because we're so used to shit not getting done, our knee-jerk response already is a compromise. Because like right now with that whole shit that happened uh, in, the, in the Florida, nobody's saying get rid of guns. They're saying get rid of fucking machine guns. These fucking horrible assault rifles that have no purpose other than to kill at a rapid pace. Nobody's saying take away guns. We used to say that and got shut the fuck down in record time. Yeah. I think there are people that... Knee-jerk response is the compromise. I though. think there are people that are saying that, first of all, machine guns particularly are already... You can't, like, automatic weapons, you can't just fucking get an auto... You can't get a machine gun. You, you Like, if they, they've been outlawed since 85. And so basically... Any machine gun that was made after 1985 is illegal in America. And so the only machine guns that are in existence in America are pre-grandfathered pre in, essentially. Right. And then the process of getting one of those is like, you, you, you can't just fucking get one. What they're talking about, the, the thing that he used, for that, it was an AR-15, AR which is a semi-automatic, which essentially fires at the same rate as a handgun, but it's a rifle. Right. That's, it's just a fucking boom, boom, boom. It's not a fucking... That's not what he was doing. So, but still, yeah, still scary. The pace that that has <laughs> is scary. pretty fast. So let's say, what if the argument is not get rid of all guns? What if we specifically said let's get rid of AR-15s? Clearly, we have a motherfucking problem with that guns because everybody else is running up into public places with this particular assault rifle and are killing. Yeah, Which I think I that really... was like the the Orlando nightclub. Yes. I think that was an AR-15. I think uh, was Newtown an AR-15 too, maybe. Well, I then it then it begs that. the question, um, and this would just be the natural reaction is that. So let's say, we decide that we're going to, get rid of AR-15 specifically. They're now banned in the United States. Yeah. The question then becomes. 
is that going to prevent an incident like this from ever happening again? But here's the thing. We've had, I, believe, I think, I, think I, I saw eight. We've had eight times to test that theory out already. That particular gun, if I'm not mistaken, had been used in eight different occasions. So, what are we waiting for? This is life. We could just try shit, and if it don't work, we'll fucking undo it. That's just how this shit works. Who's losing money? The gun people? <laughs> well, here's here's the here's, people the that one, manufacture. Fuck them. The one flaw I would say in in the logic that you presented was, is that if it doesn't work, then you said we'll undo it. We'll go back because we'll give what back I think will guns. happen is we'll go further, and so what'll happen is we'll get we'll ban AR-15s. Now let's not even discuss the point that if you ban AR-15s, that that's actually going to prevent. Somebody who really wants to do no, that from because then it'll be another gun. And exactly, be that gun, and, and then, you'll ban, ban that that gun. Gun. And then, then you'll ban that gun. And then you'll ban yeah, that yeah, gun. Then you'll ban that gun. And so ultimately, it's a slippery slope argument, which is understanding the fact that maybe it's not the necessary. bullets will get slower and the people will get faster. <laughs> so we're just going. <laughs> There's going to be a medium. So we're just cyborg. <laughs> so essentially, when you say when you say that the the knee jerk reaction is already a compromise, that's why I would disagree with you because what I'm looking at it as is. No, right now it appears as a compromise, but what you're setting the precedent for is you're saying that we're going to solve this problem by eliminating the object that people are using to cause it. And so once that object is eliminated, people are going to acquire another object to do it. And then if we're going to work off that same premise every time we address a situation, we've set the precedent that we're going to get rid of that. Then ultimately what we're talking about is just a ban on all guns. Well, riddle me this, friend. Riddle me this. What drug that was legalized, uh, made illegal in, I think, what, the fucking 60s, that is becoming legal now? Uh, weed? Yes. Or okay. you could even just say, like, alcohol prohibition, too. Like, we, we, it has happened. Well, the reason. The 60s to now, 70 fucking years. But think it about. It took 70 years to undo. Some of that bullshit. But why did they? Why did so? Like, why did alcohol prohibition get started in like let's say nineteen twenty something, and within like two or three years it was undid? Why was it undone? Because they realized that banning alcohol didn't stop people from drinking. It caused this illegal black market of alcohol to then overrun the prisons. Now there was all these fucking mobs and gangs running around with the speakeasies and shit like that. But it still that's slowed why weed down is, that problem. That's why, but would you argue that for weed? Because people outlawed weed for whatever reason. I don't even know why they outlawed weed. But what did outlawing weed do? It caused the jail, the prison populations to go way up. We, we did the mandatory minimums, which caused people to be incarcerated for carrying around a fucking plant. Yeah. And then people started to wise up and be like, first of all, anybody that wants to smoke weed has not not smoked weed because it's because it's illegal. Like weed but, is But you but you do know why it was like they made it easy for that to happen because the severity of breaking that law. Like they made it so that if you <laughs> were caught with weed, they tried to keep you for years of your motherfucking life. Yeah, you were fucked. Yeah. You know what and, I'm saying? So, but why so, did they do that? Because they were trying to incarcerate eliminate. people. 
sure. for a lot longer than sure. they need to be. So, <laughs> so let's say Keep in a hypothetical situation that this they do the same thing with guns or something like that. Does anyone under the impression that it's not just going to lead to a massive incarceration of all kinds of fucking people that otherwise well, shouldn't have been incarcerated? Fu- well, who would be incarcerated? Think of the type of people that, if that was the case, think of the type of people that would be incarcerated. Uh, probably my dad, my uncle, me. Because I tell you what, if they banned all guns, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You're not giving it up. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. It's in his it's trunk, what? dude. So, so here's <laughs> the thing. Wouldn't. So here's and the there's thing. a lot of law-abiding people. There's a lot of law-abiding people that would never ever use that for harm. That would not give it up out of principle because they're looking at it from a constitutional perspective, which is and, – and p- people laugh at this argument. People legitimately laugh at the argument that the reason why – I mean think about it. This is a s- – Well, before you, before you make that point, I don't believe that every gun that was purchased was purchased to cause harm. Absolutely not. Of course, most the ninety eight percent of guns that are purchased are not purchased to kill somebody. So, so shit fucking happens. At least legally, shit fucking happens. The same thing with church. I hate to even bring this into it now, (laughs) but there are there are people that have changed lives in churches, and there are people that has destroyed lives in churches. Everything can be used in a malicious way. Every tool can be used in a malicious way. But what was the First Amendment? The First Amendment was that the government does not have the right to decide which ideologies and what systems of beliefs are appropriate or or are dangerous or anything like that. You have a freedom of speech. You have a freedom of religion. You have a freedom of expression. You have the freedom to decide for yourself what you want to abide by and what you want to believe and what you want to say. That was the First Amendment. The Second Amendment, which, I mean, I, maybe maybe they just fucking wrote down the amendments and then put in a randomizer process, and they just go, oh, well, now this is the Second Amendment. But to me, it's like, okay, so now we have the second most important thing that they listed out of this list of ten things that they said human beings in this country have the right to do. The second most important thing was the right to bear arms and the expressed reason for that. The exp- and, and look, like I said, everybody laughs at this, but you have to address it because this was something that was addressed back then, and there has yeah. to be a reason for that. There was a reason for that because these dudes had just gotten done fighting a tyrannical government yeah. to start the United States. Yeah. They had just gotten out of a revolutionary war. This isn't a joke to them. To us, it's a joke because we exist in a society where we can't imagine we can't imagine our government oppressing us, but we act like because we exist in that society that it's somehow not feasible. Look around the world. Look at shit going on right now. This isn't a fucking fantasy land that, oh, well, we're America. That can't happen to us. I think that those are the ones that are naive. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that every human being should be allowed to fucking own a machine gun or a tank or fucking hand grenades and stuff like that because obviously you have to draw a line at some point. You do. So the point is the line has to just get just a little bit longer. And, And so with that progression of thought, I guess what I was getting at, is that if we set the precedent, because it's all about setting precedents, just like the same reason why so many people were up in arms about the idea of making it illegal to misgender somebody or something like that. Why? Not because the majority of people, if you told me, if you told me, hey, Jimmy, my name's Valance, I identify as a woman, address me as she, or address me as Z, or whatever the fuck pronoun that you want to be addressed by. That's not, I would do that. I would do that. I think most people would just do that because it's not, if nothing else, just because it's not worth going through the trouble of not doing that and just being a dick. Dude, if you had a concealed weapon on you, 
I'm black. I've been in many rooms with people with guns, right? <laughs> if you had a concealed weapon on you, and you're just like, dude, like this doesn't bother you, do it? Like you still want to hang? <laughs> like yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm hanging. I'm gonna hang out with you. Yeah. But if you got a fucking AR-15, I'd be like, nah, son. I'm, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going home. Obviously, obviously. Because you obviously. don't need all that, man. <laughs> but the, the point, the this point, ain't the space and time for it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> the point I was making is that the reason why so many people fought so and, and still continue to fight against the idea that you can make it a crime to, to – to, you can actually make it a criminal offense – to be compelled to say something that you don't necessarily want to say, or maybe, maybe let's say you don't actually believe. And and I'm not saying my opinion. I'm just saying, what if, what if you're of some, of a religion or something like that, right. like you're Muslim or you're Christian, a uh, 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 evangelical Christian or something like that, and you don't believe that you are a woman by just being saying that you're a woman. And now there's a law that says that if you refuse to align yourself with that ideology that you can actually be criminalized for it. Once you've set the precedent for that, it's not so much that. It's that we have now set a precedent that says that our beliefs and our judgment on how shit should be supersedes the idea that everyone should be allowed to have their own individual rights. And so once you've set the precedent that you can put somebody in jail for saying this, that, the other thing, there's nothing stopping you from saying you can be put in jail for saying this, that, and the other thing over here. And so once the same thing that you were saying about banning gun, banning one specific gun, once you've set the precedent, the way we're going to deal with the problems that, we, that exist in our society is by banning this one specific thing, then you've essentially set the catalyst for just event, the eventuality is that it will all be banned. And so that's people are fighting against. Here's the thing. If that's what you're fighting against, right? What's, what's your worst outcome? The government takes everything from us, right? They take our, our fighting chance to defend ourselves and they turn back and they're like, gotcha, and they start coming for us, right? Mm -hmm. Then we go to fucking war, right? With what? With We're creative as fuck. They're what, we're going to fucking throw rocks at them like they no, do in dude, Iraq? Dude, like, what are you fucking going to do? There'll still be guns. They're still, like you just said, weed's illegal, we smoke weed. I've seen a lot of weed in my lifetime before it came, became legal you find ways like you said there's ways to get machine guns in here we always find a way right we might get fucked up at first <laughs> we might get that first blow is gonna hurt like shit but we Dude, always but then isis fight. is gonna come through and be like we got your back <laughs> exactly. you're kind of you're kind of you're kind of disproving but i'm saying i'm saying but that if if that's worst case scenario my point of asking all that if that's worst case scenario there's a lot of people that feel like they're already going through that now. Okay. Right now. But what you just said was, what you just said was essentially that when shit hits the fan, we're going to find a way to get the things we need to do what we need to do. So that same argument, not applied to some hypothetical future situation, could be applied to right now. And you could say, if somebody wants to shoot up a school, they're going to find a way to get the thing that they need to get to do that in the same way that if the government was became tyrannical and we needed weapons to fight back, we'd find a way, dude, regardless a, of the legality of it or regardless. Dude, if there's a drug that's making you uh, lose your fucking mind in the street, right? You are butt-ass naked, running around, you're hot, you're sweaty, it's, it's, you're losing your fucking mind, right? Uh -huh. It's not, it's illegal, but it's still gettable, right? But then there's a drug that makes you eat other people's faces. 
right? Yeah. You can't find that shit. <laughs> I mean, you could. I, you I, could find it, but it's a lot harder it. than the other shit. It's a lot harder than because it doesn't even sound appealing. It Why would you want so to do my that thing drug? Is, my thing is, it's your if if it's your right to participate participate whatever drug you want. There's lines that are drawn because this drug that you're taking, that you have the right to take, is affecting me. So I have to change this. It's only when your shit affects me, shit has to be changed. And I dude. agree that shit has to be changed. But the what I would say is that for me, I'm looking at it as a common denominator type situation. So. The but fact but the at the same is, time, once again, I'm saying, I'm not saying get rid of all guns. I understand. I understand. I understand. What I'm, I'm getting I at, wouldn't leave you defenseless. What, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't leave you defenseless, but those bullets got to slow What I'm down. getting at is yeah. that we are experiencing right now in the world as a whole, not just in America, we're experiencing a level of this shit happening that is unprecedented. Yeah. We haven't seen this stuff happening at this rate. I mean, you got shit, people blowing up concerts in Europe, people running over people in crowds and cars and shit like that. AR-15 was, I mean, it's been around since probably the 70s, 70s, 80s, something like that. Machine guns have been around forever. Automatic weapons have been around forever. If you're trying to observe the trend switching, recently, recently there is an upward trend of this kind of shit happening. It doesn't correlate with the availability of these weapons. It correlates with something else. I think that so so okay, assuming that that the ban on a specific weapon would solve the problem would be saying that okay, so we're observing the trends over time and the minute this weapon became available, all of a sudden all this shit started happening. That's not the case. There's something else going on in the country in the world right now that is causing people to have the desire to, to, to utilize whatever things are at their disposal to inflict that much pain and, and horror upon other people. Those are things that when you look, when I go through Facebook and I see these things where like people are like, and first of all, everything gets embedded in ra race and stuff like that. And sometimes I think it's kind of counterproductive because like, for instance, this kid, uh, he's 19 years old and uh, he, uh, everybody's going like, you know, people say his mother died and his dad died and this, that, the other thing. And like, can we talk about how maybe like, maybe this has something to do with like the parental influence and stuff like that. And so many of my friends on Facebook, first of all, a lot of them are like, you know, when it was a, when it was a black kid that was 13, he was charged as an adult. But when all of a sudden when it's a white kid and he's 19, all of a sudden we're talking about maybe him being a broken child. I get that. But I think that that takes us away from the ultimate goal, which is to understand that this kid was doing something, and so many people were on write it off as like, fuck the whole parental situation, fuck his social influences, there's no justifying the mind of a mass murderer. Well, you can't just write these people off as insane, because what happens is, is people want, people see something they don't understand. I can't comprehend, I can't conceive of, of wanting to go and do that. It's so foreign to me that I just write it off as lunacy. It's just insane. Yeah. But the problem with that is, is that if we don't take the time to actually observe the influences in his life that caused him to do that, then we're setting ourselves up for it to happen again. What we need to do well, is... That's the same thing. That's the same... That's we're, it, All right. What you're saying now, as far as we need to address it so it doesn't happen again... I think that's is, the main issue. For sure. But we ain't going to figure that shit out overnight. This gun shit we could figure out overnight. It's like fucking steroids. They took steroids out of sports because it was an unfair fucking advantage for the next guy to give it all he got. Yes. There are some guns that are fucking steroids. And only a coward would need something that's much bigger than yours to go against you. 
how about you have the same tools that I have and we figure this shit out? I'm going to be better at you. Somebody got to be better. That's just the way it works. You can't get this extra shit to make you better. I'm just saying they just asking for a fucking even playing field. That's I'm scared. I'm scared personally that um, what we are addressing, we're going too far down the wrong rabbit hole, I think. Because what I think is going to happen is that we probably will have some type of sweeping, super progressive uh, gun legislation, possibly. Possibly. And I think what we'll notice is that it probably will not stop the trend of what's happening right now because it probably will not stop. It only takes one person. It only takes one dude who, who finds a way to get this weapon and he can do the same shit that this kid did, whether he got it legally or not. It only takes one dude. It's not, I mean, yeah. there's 330 million people in this country. It takes one guy to find a way to get a gun. And trust me, it's not that fucking hard. It's not that fucking hard. And he can do it. And he's going to do it. And it's going to keep happening. And I think what I'm scared of is that we're not addressing what's actually causing it. Not we're addressing what they're using to cause it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not addressing what's causing it. Right, what so is happening? If you're taking if you're taking a bunch of medications, right, mm-hmm. and you have a side effect, but you're taking five different medications, right? They're not going to say, "Let's stop taking this one." They're going to say, "Let's stop taking them all," yeah. and slowly add back and figure out what's actually fucking you up, right? That's what you got to do with guns. And that's not even what we're asking to do. Instead of saying, well, let's, let, let's just stop taking them all until we diagnose what's happening here. You know what I'm saying? Like we need to, Until we diagnose what's happening, that's a good enough reason to let's slow this down so you can have your guns back. Mm-hmm. We, need to, we need to know what the fuck is going on because yeah. people are getting shot in places they shouldn't get shot at. By these insane weapons. So let's just slow this down until the doctors get... It's Your human brain is a more complicated process than the laws of government. So just give it a little fucking time. Um, and you have laws and you have clauses in place that could assure that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's no, let's take it away and I'll give it back. Sure, I will. And then they, yeah, yeah. There's you could put shit in place to make sure if you don't come up with an answer, you can't just keep it from us. Here is, uh, and the the quick the quick rebuttal to that, but I don't want to I don't want to dwell on this at all. The quick rebuttal to that would be, um, my my opinion would be that the uh, war on guns will be no more effective than was the war on drugs. In fact, it could make it worse. But the war on drugs wasn't just a war on drugs. In my eyes, the war on drugs was also a war on black people. Fair. I mean, what makes you think that the war on guns wouldn't be the same? Because. They'll find a way. Because people are taking AR-15s and shooting up hoods often. And that shit ain't on the fucking news. That's why. It's not a big deal until it happens somewhere it's not supposed to happen. Like a school or a fucking movie theater. Bingo. And people were fucking being junkies on the street. And and uh, though I would 
argue that the war on drugs really started to take effect, and that's why the heroin epidemic. I mean, if you're going to take the the persp- if you're going to take the approach that is a racial thing, which I the heroin epidemic is receiving so much attention because it's affecting everyone. The crack epi- epidemic didn't receive as much attention. The argument there is because it only it mainly affected black people, and so the government didn't care. But then once so so with heroin, with with that how we've cracked down on that because it was affecting people that weren't black, let's say it is, it is subsequently wound up affecting everyone. Like the laws that were put in place simply because now we have to address it because now it's affecting white people. But the laws that were put in place are having a negative effect on not just white people, they're having an effect on everybody. So this gun thing, yeah, Baltimore's was just named the fucking most dangerous city in the, in the country the other day. And, and but you know why that happened? Because before those laws came into place, we made a bunch of laws that said you have to rule us under the same laws as you rule everybody else. Because we didn't have that at first either. Mm-hmm. So when we finally said, if this is my law, that's your law too. Mm-hmm. So, yes, then they came for us and it was like, fuck. Some good whites are getting caught up in this story. <laughs> Some good whites are getting caught up in this bullshit. Like, we didn't want that to happen. Here's here's what I'm saying. I think <laughs> I think that the if I were to try to narrow it down to what is actually the trend that is causing this, I think that our country is divided right now to a level that it hasn't been in a very long time. And also, let me take that back. It's not just a black thing. It's not just a racial thing. It's a, a class thing. It's yeah, I, I think I agree with that. Yeah, I think it's more power. class than yeah. than racial. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that I think that the mistake when I hear the racial argument, the one thing I want to say is that I think that there is kind of this assumption that there is these white people at the top that really legitimately give a shit about the fact that you're black and they want to keep you down. Versus ultimately, the white people at the top or the whoever's at the top, they're concerned about doing what's best for them, and they don't care if the people they're keeping down are white or black or Asian or Mexican or whatever. Then here's what I, I have to ask you, sir. If someone and if everybody has their own way of living and you have people that are just gun enthusiasts that believes that if you give them an inch, they'll fucking take a mile. If you have people that live by that shit, why is it so hard to believe that there might be people that's like, I love to see niggas not doing well. Why is that so far-fetched? Because, because... Especially when something called slavery existed. Now, let me give it to you this way. Slave, all slaves weren't fucking black. There were other fucking, well, you know, races that were slaves. But the people that enslaved them were like, I don't want you to succeed. You're not going to succeed. In order for me to succeed, I need you to stay below me. That's the whole king and queen process. That's the only way that works is if everybody else in the fucking kingdom knows that they're below me. There are people that have lived that way for centuries. As much shit we're trying to change now, there are still some people that still want to live that way. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. I really do. I really do. So there's, there, So let's just say that some of those people that live that way might be in a very important place in life as far as like the the, the, the money they're making, the, the companies that they're owning, and the influence that they have over other people. Everything can be bought. There's nothing that can't be sold in this world. I think uh, it reminds me of a quote 
uh, Ben Franklin. He said everything, pretty much. Him and Mark Twain pretty much like <laughs> locked up all the quotes for like the past <laughs> couple centuries. For sure. But uh, he said, um, he said, uh, when you give up your freedom for security, you end up with neither. For sure. And so what I took from that is um, in New York, uh, they got a lot of press for doing that stop and frisk shit, which is a blatant uh, encroachment on the constitutional right of illegal search and seizure. You can't just stop me on the fucking street and search me just because I look like I might potentially be doing something illegal. You can't just do that. That's one of our constitutional rights is that you that we don't give the government the power to play that role in our lives. Well, if there was less guns, do you think we would even have a stop and frisk thing? Well, first of all, I mean, I will say this. You think the majority of the guns that are that are found in these stop and frisk things are the majority of guns that are used in the shootings in Baltimore or any fucking murders? You think the majority of those guns are legally bought? Fuck to the fuck no. Fuck so 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 the whole argument of uh, what the gun laws are is going to somehow curb the drug violence in any inner city or anywhere else, that's already fucking gone. The only argument you... I mean, what I'm getting at is that... We're... I, I don't know, man. I... I I guess I got just kind of lost my train of thought. Yeah. No, I'm just I'm just saying, like, if if the if things are so crazy that there's a stop and frisk law, that's this is why I keep asking, what's your worst case scenario? Your worst case scenario is when you stop and frisk a motherfucker, they got a gun. Yeah, sure. That's what the fuck they're looking for. Mm-hmm. They don't really care about drugs. Fucking guns is where the charges are. What they're looking for is is prosecution of any type. When they stop and frisk you, they find drugs, they find guns, they find fucking whatever, dude. But fucking guns is easy paperwork. Yeah. And so it's that's easy paperwork. And so when you give automatic up automatic five you years create, in Baltimore. When you create more laws, when you create more restrictions on the public, all you're doing is giving the government more opportunities to lock your ass up. That's all you're doing. And they will do it. Because that's how that system works. We talked about it. Actually, last time you were here was a time when I was talking about the whole uh, the parking garage thing. Remember that? I was telling you a story about me breaking the parking garage yeah, barrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about all that shit. And we were talking about how the justice system fuels on itself. If, if I didn't do something bad that caused, <laughs> that caused a cop to, to investigate me, which then caused me to go to court, which then caused the judge to have something to do during her workday... That bitch wouldn't have a fucking job. That is their job. Their job is to find shit to charge people with because if people aren't committing crimes, and guess what? Police officers don't have jobs. Judges don't have jobs. Lawyers don't have jobs. That's what they need. And so when you continue to create more restrictions on the public, all you're doing is giving them the opportunity to fuel their self-sustaining system. And it never happens. Tyranny doesn't... Tyranny, when you look at how like Nazi Germany fell into shit or, or Soviet Russia or any of these... I mean, North Korea or anything like that. It didn't happen by this blatant, just somebody stepped up and said, all of a sudden you have no rights. It doesn't, people don't work that way. You can't just look at somebody and be like, you're fucked now, bro. Because you're like, did, oh, fuck you, dude. I have rights. they did it, though. What, how they did it. How they did it. They did it. Was they, they did it through a slow and unsuspecting process of slowly taking people's rights away. By slowly convincing that they didn't need those rights, how that those they, rights were dangerous they did it was, until they were completely enveloped. In how it. they did it was bringing niggas over to America from fucking Africa. That I mean, that wasn't the beginning of it. 
It's been going on for millennia. And there were guns then too. Sure, but that's what I'm saying. So I'm saying if it didn't start there, if someone has the mental mind frame to think it's cool to do that shit, motherfuckers are capable of anything. So you have to have something in place to put us all on an even playing field. Because there are some people that has the balls to go above and beyond and demolish you. This just has to be something in place. Okay, so let me ask you a question then. Do laws put us on an even playing field? Fuck no. No, it don't. Then Then what are we talking about then? We're talking about how are you saying we're talking about the first steps of a process. If black people felt like some of the shit they were changing was going to be the be all end all, they'd have been super fucking disappointed 12 million (laughs) times over. (laughs) It was constant fucking work. It just had to fucking start somewhere, dude. And we still getting our asses handed to us. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you already know, dude, nobody in the near future can fuck with your guns. But this, the process to, to, to find out what the fuck is happening, what's going on, how can we slow this down, has to start somewhere. I think that uh, I've, I've observed some positivity. I think that um, uh, the fact that the government is actually taking action, like it seems like, like, you know, and this I almost feel like it's kind of dangerous too because it seems to me that... Um, uh, Trump is kind of like, you know, going and having like a commission and trying to figure this shit yeah. out. We should and definitely work in both angles, though. What do you mean, both angles? We shouldn't be arguing the angles. We should be working with both. Well, that's what I'm saying. As far is, as mental is, health is when, and, and the gun yeah, laws, yeah. we should and, be just working on both of and them. And so right the now. republic, yeah. The, yeah, the Republican side is they're talking. If you have to categorize it, which unfortunately it just is categorized that way, they're, the the right is saying it's a mental health problem and the left is saying it's a gun problem. Yeah. And so when the president is having this commission to try to figure out shit, I think that that should be received as some level of positivity. I think the fact that we're observing that kind of... Um, I think the fact that every single thing that happens is shed and is cast in this like kind of like miserable fucking negative light is... I think that that's causing the mental health issues. I, I think that the... We are becoming more and more divided because, no, first of all, no matter what, in my opinion, no matter what, uh, I haven't seen one thing, and you, and maybe, maybe it just is the case that everything Trump does is the worst fucking thing ever. But it seems to me that every fucking thing he does, even if it's something that that seems to be along the lines of what people would want, like having a hearing and commission and having like an like a a study on what's causing this gun violence, that shit is met with such fury. That it doesn't even allow us to ever see eye to eye on anything because we're constantly. Well, let me ask you this then. This this might be where some of the fury comes from. Let's say we do just say it's a it's a mental health thing. We need to figure out what's up, right? Mm-hmm. Once we find out everything we need to know about f- finding a person that's capable of of. Uh, uh, getting a, a gun and misusing it, right? If we find out what that is and why that's happening, what happens after that? A law has to be set in place to make sure that these crazy fuckers aren't getting those weapons. So my question is, if it's that simple, why doesn't it already exist? 
because clearly the crazies exist because the shit keeps happening. Yeah. So why doesn't that law already out there making it harder for those fuckers to get it? Well, sure, but uh, what I'm saying is I don't think it's any particular person's fault for that. I so think then that, what are we studying? What do you mean what are we studying? If it's no particular person's fault. I'm sorry, do you mean as far as the laws are concerned or as far as the mental health I'm issues? saying that this country's existed for uh, since uh, for, for 250 years. And it's been through a slew of Republican presidents and Democratic presidents and Democratic majorities and Republican majorities I, in I Congress. Never, I never concerned myself with any of the parties. Exactly. I've, I've always just been like, problem, solution. We need to, yeah, exactly. We need to stop looking at it from a, our side versus them, yeah. their side. It's almost like literally the same way people argue like Democrat versus Republican shit. It's almost like the same way people argue like Ravens versus Steelers shit. So no matter, Dude, no matter it's, what it's the like Steelers people do, we're fucking hate Women them. versus men. It's just we have to it's, realize. There's no way to win that fucking argument. It's no point. No. We have to recognize that we're all on the same team. Yeah. We all observe the same issue. Trust me, there's no one out there. There's no sensible, logical person out here that isn't noticing that this shit is fucked. Yeah. The only difference is we disagree on the solution. We don't disagree on the problem. Don't we know. all agree that there's a problem. True. And the fact that we disagree on the solution makes people think that the other side just doesn't care. Or the other side just, they, they, they want, they're selfish or something like that. It's well, here, not well, like here's, that. Well, here's the, here's the problem with having parties. And, and two of those parties being the uh, 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 main focus. Everything's so goddamn black and white. Yeah. Not racially, just the color balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're either for it or against it. Or, or you either want this to be how we deal with it or you want that to be how we deal with it. Where are the other fucking options? Why do you keep throwing things in twos and making us fucking choose? Because because the party system and, and people don't and I think people were first awoke woken up to this with what happened to Bernie. Um, and what they realized was, I remember I was watching the Joe Rogan podcast and he was like blown away at the concept that, um, the primary election that the party itself, they have what in the democratic party specifically, they have what's called super delegates. So they do a popular vote to, 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 to figure out who's going to be the nominee for the democratic party or Republican party. They both have a primary election. And in both of those, in both of those parties, they have these party officials in the democrat in the Democratic Party, they're called superdelegates, and the Republicans are called something else. But their votes count for far more than the popular vote. So, for instance, Bernie Sanders essentially kind of almost won the popular vote, and you could even argue that maybe he was robbed of it. But the party itself won at Hillary Clinton. <clears throat> Hillary Clinton won, the, I mean, pretty much all of the superdelegates, and that's what pretty much got her the nomination. And so that was the first time people really understood that, like, these parties aren't for you. The re- Republicans are not for you. The Democrats are not for you. They're private organizations. If I started a party tomorrow and said that we're going to decide our nominee for president by who can beat me in an arm wrestling match, that's perfectly legal. There's no democracy right, right. in the Democrat election. There's no democracy. in the, It's a party, and they're concerned with their shit. The, the Republicans didn't want Trump to win. The Republicans fucking hated Trump. They did everything they could to get Ted Cruz or Jeb Bush or fucking you know, Marco Rubio and all these other dudes. to They're, they're fucking puppets in the same way the Democrats had Hillary Clinton. She was kind of their puppet in a way. And Bernie was like this guy that was really resonating with the actual left in this country. So how do we, how do we stop that? How do we, how do we make sure that the people that we elect are actually going through the process 
that we want them to go because through we, and not with a group of we that, stop that it party by, want them to We go stop through. it by discontinuing thinking of government in terms of Republican and Democrat. Because I think that people legitimately think that the Republicans and Democrats are the government. They're yeah, not. Yeah. The Republicans and Democrats are essentially AT&T and Verizon right. vying for your phone service. Right, right. They're competing against each other. They're not the telephone lines. They're people that are controlling your telephone lines. I don't, I don't think there's a lot of people that would be shocked to hear that. There's not a lot of people that'd be shocked to hear it, but there's a lot of people that live by it. Yeah. There's a lot of people, lot of people that live, live most people live by this idea that it's our side versus them. And the minute you live by that, then all of a sudden, okay, well, I'm Republican. So what do Republicans think? Republicans are pro-life. Republicans are pro-gun. Republicans are this, that, the other thing. Democrats are pro-choice. They're anti-gun, I guess, the party platform. They're all this shit. And, and so you pick a side, essentially, and that side's platform, even though you might disagree with certain aspects of it, but do, you I compromise yourself. But do anybody that's anti-gun. Well, I was like, I was using that as an example. I'm talking about I'm talking about just the idea that these parties in their individuality stand to create this chasm in society where it makes us instead of thinking critically about every individual issue, we start to lump certain opinions with certain a certain side. And so when you take a certain side, then all of a sudden it controls the way you think about everything. There's no there's no kind of room in the political like identification to be, I mean, there is room to be this way, to be like, I'm pro-choice, but I'm also pro-gun. Like, I agree with the Democrats on this, and I agree with the Republicans on this. Yeah. But because of the way our government's set up, or not the way our government's set up, because of the way our government has become infiltrated by these two major parties, it forces people to have to polarize themselves like that. Right. And so there's no room for people to meet in the middle and say, okay, here's the issue we have right now. We have an issue But with does it force it, or are we just complacent? Are we just playing along? It for, it's forced upon us. It's not It's not the way it has to be, but, the, I mean, you know how it is, dude. I mean, you fucking go to the... Pre you go to the fucking uh, voters box, and you vote for... Like, if you vote... People vote third party, but it's the stigma about voting for a third party in this country is a waste of a vote. Right. That's how it's thought of, and that's what it truly is because the majority of people don't think outside of those two boxes. The majority of people think in terms of Republican versus Democrat. And so even if you do happen to be the critical thinking type of person that's going to say, well, this guy is a fucking libertarian or this guy's a fucking Green Party or something like that, I'm not going to waste my vote. All Here's here's how people think about it. If I vote for uh, – like, for instance, when Bernie lost the, um, the independent nomination or when Bernie lost the uh, Democrat nomination – I was thinking, why doesn't he just run independently? He has enough people. He has enough of a base that he could make a solid stance in the presidency running independently. But why? Why was he told not to? Because, well, then all you're doing is taking votes away from Hillary, and that's going to make the Republicans win. And so that's how we think. We immediately revert it's, it's, to— yeah, you, it's, it's literally a game that you have to play to be a part of it. You don't always— necessarily agree with the rules but you just you have to fucking play it to be a part of it and clearly like it's like women man I compared the women <laughs> I, I think I think most women have a game for you right and most you, people have what most women have a game for you well most people have a game I'm not just gonna let's not just sexualize it <laughs> and it's up to you to figure out whether you want to play that game or not you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. like, are you worth the game? Are you worth the game? And depending on what you're playing for, 
you figure out if it's worth it or not. Sure. And, and that's what a lot of fucking people are doing. Like, it, that's just the standard. But you could always do, you go other places where you go to fucking, what is it, goddamn, uh, 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 I forgot the country, but you go places where prostitutes legal and there's no game. You know what I'm saying? Ladies are just like, you know, I'm not a whore, but if you want to fuck, let's fuck. Because <laughs> pussy is too free around here and people are getting it too casually. For me, I know that you're not going to go with my game. So I, I had to have a different approach. Mm-hmm. So we just got to get everybody on the same page to not play the fucking game. Well, that's the same thing. I mean, you could even draw it back to the whole, like, uh, the college thing even. Like, we've kind of fallen to this place where uh, our generation perceives as college as one of the, like, that's like how, you, like, even if it's not necessarily in your path. Best interest, best interest to go to college. It's kind of like, well, to your head it, exactly. Our entire fucking lives. I grew up yeah. in the 80s. I grew up in 85. That was the only way out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even though black people were being successful in sports and basketball, and, and, and sports and basketball, sports and basketball, sports and rap, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you still felt like you had to try college. And 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 what happens is when those industries, and this is not, I mean, I, I, I like capitalism. I'm a big fan of capitalism. I know a lot of people, uh, uh, it's in vogue to be like not capitalist. But what happens is these college, people don't understand that, that, um, and people understand it, but again, people understand it, but they don't live by it. People understand the fact that colleges are private; these they, they make money. They're for-profit institutions. It's in their best interest to convince an entire generation of people that you have to come here. This is this is your best foot forward, even if it's not your best foot forward. Even if going X amount of dollars into debt is not your best foot forward for whatever career path you're trying to to, to travel, they they will basically. I guess what happens is in the same way that Democrats, the Democrats understand that if they, or and the Republicans as well, these private parties are doing the same thing that colleges are doing or any other private institution, which is maximizing their own self-interest. Maximizing their own self-interest at the expense of you. And so if oh, they can convince... I, I have to pee so bad. Yeah, me too. Not- <laughs> know, me too, dude. I've been stoning in a piss for like 20 minutes. I have to pee so bad it's hard to even like pay attention. <laughs> I was We're gonna put this. I'm gonna put this in the episode, and I really hope we don't get tagged for copy. I don't think Randy Newman's a bitch like that. It's about Baltimore.
Dude, just because that song was awesome, wasn't an accident. Really good song. <laughs> Shit wasn't just, you just got used to it. He didn't luck his way into doing Fuck that. Fuck no, it was a really good song. There's a PA in the fucking... You got a real I don't know why my Phil Collins sounds like uh, Scott's people. Yeah, like talking to one of the editors. Also, apparently, the, the greatest, greatest city in America. The greatest. <laughs> we're the greatest, baby. And we're back. <laughs> Live from the studio. The greatest podcast in America. That's our motto. Could be close. A for really. the it's up stars. There. Mm. It's on the charts, at least. It's definitely up there, dude. Yeah, it's I, I felt. It's on HR. <laughs> it's on HR. I was feeling that piss for sure, dude. That was <laughs> crucial. It needed to happen. That was See, fucking I, necessary. I'm used to it because, like, you guys are comics, so you guys, you get up, you do your fucking, you know, Spiel. 15, 20, 30, maybe an hour. Every time I play, I'm at least doing an hour. Yeah. And so, like, if I'm drinking, I got to piss within, like, 30 minutes of that set. The last 30 minutes of that set is me having to piss. True. And, like, I, I just got used to just, like, fucking just, just hold dealing shit. with it. Yeah. My grandfather and my papu got a, he had bladder cancer. He actually had to have his bladder removed. Shit. Uh, and he was a professional musician back in the day. And he's convinced that the reason why he got bladder cancer was Hell because man. of all that shit. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm getting to the point now. I, <laughs> I'm at that age where I know that if I don't pee now, it's going to be a problem. Like, I'm at an <laughs> age where, like, I I can hold it, but I know as soon as I get to the toilet, I'm going to be damn near peeing before I can pull my dick out. <laughs> You know what I mean? You know that that, yeah, that yeah. mental thing you get as soon as you see the toilet, like, oh yeah, this is my That's how the body works, man. I'd be walking home from school every day. I swear to God, every day I'd walk home from school, and the minute I got to my street, I had to take a shit like no other. That last block trying to get to my house was brutal. Dude. I was like, should I run? Should I walk slow? I don't know what to do, how to handle this. Like, <laughs> dude, I had this. It's your body, man. I had this incident, man, where uh, I I was high as shit. 
and I had this shit really bad. <laughs> and I like I ran to the fucking house. And you know how I just had my phone in my head, but I didn't know the whole time I'm like pushing buttons. <laughs> so I randomly dialed this girl and she heard me take the worst shit <laughs> I ever take it. And not only oh. did she not only did oh, she no. hear me take it. But it was in her voicemail. Oh. <laughs> and she didn't answer. She saved it, dude. <laughs> she didn't answer. She saved that shit, dude. dude. it was terrible. And, and because I was high, I was like a lot louder than I should have been. Like, I was, I was just in there because it was such a relief. I was just like, oh, You were God, like probably all alone at the apartment was, or whatever. I was super yeah, alone dude. in the house. Just felt just, comfortable, I, dude. Just you so were comfortable. comfortable. You yourself. I was. I was just like, oh, God. And I was like, she got all that. And here's the fucked up part. It was in my back pocket. So that's perfect angle. It was like right next <laughs> to the ball, dude. So your pants is down. The, the perfect amplification. Dude, that was in-depth. <laughs> Who was this girl? Was this a girl you were trying to mack on? Or is this no, man. It was, it was actually it was like an old co-worker. I would have loved her oh, not shit. to hear that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did she so, ever bring it up? Like, was it ever discussed? I like, called her. Never seen her. In <laughs> no, my I life. text her. Hey, just I, delete that message. Because I had, don't I, listen to it. I hadn't seen her in a while. I hadn't seen her in a while, and I called her, and I was like, "Hey, man, uh, yeah, <laughs> I just left a fucking voicemail, I guess." <laughs> Tried to cover it up with another <laughs> voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing is, I don't think anybody really listens to voicemails anymore. I listen to voicemails for the express purpose of getting the fucking little loopy loop thing off the top of my phone. Yeah, she yeah. confirmed. She confirmed. I get like the, the text <laughs> she confirmed. To, she listened to it. Do you get like the text to speech from your voicemail? No. Yeah. I get those. I can't even imagine what that was like for that. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. It's a bunch of like cartoon sound effect noises. <laughs> and then, oh. This was like a this was a couple years ago, so I don't even know if that shit was available back no, then. She got that shit analog style, dude. She listened to that shit. She had to like record she quality. She said one of those like deaf interpreters. <laughs> he <laughs> said, like, blah. Yeah. <laughs> she like types it out Jesus for you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I knew I was still in a relationship, so thank God I was off the market because that would have ruined by pussy getting confident oh yeah you can't it's tough to get a it's tough to get ass after you've taken a shit you can't you can't in front of somebody it's it's just tough (laughs) it's like it's weird i know every girl has taken a shit shit, i know every girl consistently takes shits like it's a part of their life dude but the minute i'm a part of it no i have have a theory that women take shits at like four or five o'clock in the morning (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> they hide it dude. Like, like a fucking tooth fairy Cause think about it How often Especially when you're with a girl How often do you see Four or five o'clock in the morning That's true That's true you It's not a it. common time Cause if you're Even if you're up all night fucking You usually stop about three Yeah Four is when Four four to five Is like the dead zone Cause people wake up at six Yeah yeah yeah, yeah Some people wake up at six Some people I don't. wake up at I don't I But don't. a lot of people do But people do that Like six is when the day starts Yeah Four is when the day ends. Four yeah. in the morning is when the day ends. Four to five, four to six in the morning. There should is be nothing. There should be nothing going on. Nothing at four open. Like yeah, I yeah. don't care who the fuck you are. Your store is not open. 
Like it's it's next level, dude. And and well, I those mean, are the shitting hours. <laughs> Anytime during that, I took two shits today, dude. One at Subway, one at the porta potty next door. Ooh, Fucking you finally it. broke it. Finally out, broke dude. it in, dude. I thought <laughs> it was a perfect time. I thought it was perfect. See, see, we don't have a bathroom here, so like for me, they're doing construction next door, uh-huh. and the construction workers have a porta potty on site. Which is crucial to me because every time I want to take a shit, I either got to go to Dunkin' Donuts, or I got to go to Subway. Jeez. But tonight, right before the, you guys got here, I was yeah. like, I'm gonna take a shit in the porta potty. Like, I gotta take a <laughs> shit. I gotta do this. This is me right now. Do you and just I, sit down on it? I did because uh, I mean, it's not like a public thing. It was like the four or five construction workers. True. Now, it was, granted, it wasn't, it wasn't granted, locked. I thought they usually locked that up if the construction worked. No, I think they knew that I might need it. (laughs) I've had a couple of them in here. They've chilled in here. Oh, for real? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, I'm fucking sitting here like it'll be fucking door wide open. I'll be like listening to music. They'll come in like, what are you listening to? (laughs) (laughs) Have a beer. (laughs) Use some power tools later. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They know. They fucking know what's up. They're like, this kid's always in this fucking garage. (laughs) Always chilling. I'm going to leave this porta potty open for him. He probably needs it. (laughs) (laughs) He gave me a beer. I'll leave this unlocked. It was peaceful. It was peaceful, and I sat down in it, and there was just the right amount of light. Yeah. The only problem with it was it was just dark enough where I couldn't quite tell if I was done wiping, so I might have overdone it. Right, right, right. Like it was tough. You know, I'm look. I I, I would wipe, look at the toilet paper, and be like, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. I might as well go again. Just see. <laughs> I don't know. Suffer but that being said, I feel like my ass is like the cleanest it's been in a long time. It's very. Uh, it's it's up. There. Dude, I don't think I've ever taken a shit in a porta potty. Ever? Ever. Come on. I have Ever? a I have a serious phobia about shit in public places. Like mm. I, I'm like shit break from like uh I mean I don't prefer it, but like how do you just not shit in a public sometimes you, you gotta do it. You have to like yeah, schedule you your life around sometimes. your shits. Huh? You have to schedule your life around your shits. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's what you do. That's what women do. Women like, they like, you can, like you can optimize your life around shits, but like I don't know, man. Shits like, just come and go. Yeah. Like, dude, when I when I worked when I worked in the supermarket, and there were days I had to be there like fucking six o'clock in the morning, right? <sighs> and which for me was just like guaranteed you're gonna have to take a shit at work because yeah. You're not getting up. Five o'clock is not my shit hour. It's not it's women's shit hour. It's not my shit hour. (laughs) So I just don't have to go. It's usually around like noon. (laughs) You know what I mean? Especially, you know, because we have we're up late, right? Yeah. So I'd be like, dude, please don't have to take a shit at work today. Please. (laughs) And I I hated it, man. Especially when we like shared a bathroom with like, you know, customers. (laughs) I hated it. I have a, like I, it just bothers my soul. You know, I get over it because what I do is I, whenever I go in, I take like a, a paper towel and I put some soap on it and water and I wipe off the whole toilet seat. Really? I, I, just, I go ham I on it and I just that fuck her up. You just what? I wrap it up. I wrap up the toilet seat, the toilet paper. See, yeah. I can't do it's that. It's either that or it depends on what kind of bathroom it is. Because if it's like one of those like family style bathrooms. It depends bathrooms. if it's an emergency too. If it's an emergency. Yeah, true. But like, okay. So here, here, my shitting habits are usually, <laughs> I, I try to find like a family bathroom where there's like a sink right near the toilet or whatever. Dude. And you can do the wipe off thing. You can just get like a paper towel, dampen it real quick, do a little squeegee on the toilet seat. Bing, bada, boom, you're done. But... Let's say you're at like a grocery, like a yeah, grocery store, like a Wegmans. They have like the stalls, like a McDonald's or something. Yeah. You try to get the big stall. Sometimes you can't. <laughs> and then like they have those little like toilet, like uh, there's like tissues that you can like spread over the toilet. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. they're like uh, 
I don't know what they're called. I hate those things. Though. Yeah, they never work. They always tear. They, they, they like loud. fall into the water they're and louder soak than your butt. the shit you're about to take. That's <laughs> yeah. what I hate about them. Yeah. <laughs> or like they'll like catch your fucking shit sometimes. Oh, it'll, yeah. be, it'll be like fucked up, dude. So yeah, know. you got to either go TP or you just got to fucking bareback that dude, shit. If, if it's an emergency and I don't have time to like uh, cover cover up the toilet seat, I'll at least do the dick area. Yo. Yo, literally, <laughs> when I went to the porta potty, you know how like public toilet seats they come to an opening right here. Yeah, yeah. They they like don't go all the way full yeah, circle. Yeah, yeah. You they, put a little somebody, no, the TV. When I walked in there, somebody had already done that. Ooh. There was toilet paper sitting right in the zone right there, yeah, and I was yeah. like, what "The fuck is this going on here?" I guess people do that. Yeah, yeah. I had to take because more toilet dude, paper and knock that shit out because I was like, "This guy's dick was dude, all over yeah. this." Because dude, some people's dick. Touch the fucking toilet, and that's a scary thought. Yeah, Yeah. that's a scary thought. It depends on what mass I'm at. (laughs) It's like like sometimes it'll touch the top, like that. Just that, you know, when you go to somebody's bathroom. Have you ever accidentally touched a public toilet with your dick? I definitely. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's It's part of the terrifying. It took took that happening to have this process now. I haven't even thought about that, dude. I've just been like, ever ever since this happened to me once, I'm just like, I gotta sit all the way back on the bowl. (laughs) I can't get anywhere near the front of the shit. like, this is how herpes is spreading. (laughs) I'm not doing that. I got some weird like rash on the top of my dick. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the worst way. Like, that's what I was, I kept on thinking. I was like, you know, if I get, if I somehow, uh, what's the word, contract an STD from shitting in a porta potty, that's the worst way to get a fuck. It's like it not is. even worth it. It's like at least if you contract an STD from fucking, it's like, well, at least I fucked. Like at least I did that. But like to get like herpes or something just from taking a shit, it's like, damn, this is no damn, cost dude. benefit to me. Yeah, if herpes is the receipt, yeah, the perks, like the purchase could not be. Was adult. it worth it? Of course, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> but like, you can almost kind of just like go into a bad movie or something. Well, I did watch a movie. I don't know if I can know, but like, <laughs> get, like you know, it'd be the worst though if you didn't even get it from the toilet, but you got it from the toilet paper. <laughs> 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 it, like, wasn't even like the gross ass like so, stained toilet. Some dudes are like, yeah, man, I usually put the toilet paper and cover up the seat and then you know what when I'm done I just roll it right back up <laughs> <laughs> never just, takes it off just <laughs> back I up I just roll it right back up <laughs> trying to save the trees baby <laughs> save the trees <laughs> like I got an STD from your dick dust <laughs> because you like to roll the toilet paper god back. damn I'll be pissed man if I wind up catching something I will be furious dude I'll be so mad I'll be so mad I'm gonna hit up all those fucking instructions be like hey what the fuck, dude? What are you guys doing, man? Gave you a beer in my studio and I got fucking chlamydia? Damn. I'm laughing loudly right into this microphone. I hope it, I hope that doesn't sound like... It's all good. It's okay. perfect gain setting on it, dude. <laughs> cool. Can't distort it. Cool. He'll, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's he'll, he'll touch it up in post. Get rid of all these popping peas. <laughs> Listen, when, when you hear that shit in post, it's going to sound like... <laughs> That's what it's gonna sound like. It's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be gorgeous. It's gonna be auto tuned and shit. <laughs> gorgeous, dude. Dude, you got uh, what do you got coming up? Uh, I'm hosting the uh, like a comedy like battle roast thing at Magoobie Sunday. Okay, nice. Yeah, uh, a couple cool cats gonna be over there. 
Should be fun. And Magoobie's on what day? Uh, this Sunday. Dope. Yeah. 23rd, I think it is. Sunday. 23rd. Nice. Uh, today's the 23rd. And today's okay, Friday, 20 technically. 25th. Yeah. 25th is going to be there. Dope. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. Because, you know, as a host, I'm just going to try to shit on everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to prepare either. I think I feel like I will. Uh, that'll be for the best, I think. Yeah. Whenever yeah. I try to, like, go after somebody, my prepared shit's not funny. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, it's usually just hurtful. I think, like, <laughs> I bet, like, an hour before the show, you'll just start thinking of shit in your head. Yeah, yeah. And you'll just be like, all right, I got to remember that. And then yeah. even if you don't, you'll be like, there'll, there'll, right, there'll I'll think something. of something. Yeah. And then if you have nothing, don't fucking say shit. Yeah, dude, you're the host. You don't, <laughs> you don't have, you have to, to say shit. Exactly, exactly. All right, here's the next guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, your next guy. I didn't prepare. Here's the next guy. <laughs> Clap it up. <laughs> but uh, you also have a podcast too, right? Yeah, uh, me and my girlfriend. It's uh, it's called a, a poet and a comedian. Is that the uh, alarm that the world's about to end? That no, is the that a happens volunteer every fire station, like right behind us. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's always catching like, fire during the podcast, dude. I don't know how it I happens. But that was like the tsunami alarm. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. We're pretty it high. We're a high elevation right now. I think we're, <laughs> yeah, I think we're straight. I think okay. we're good. Just can't go back to the city tonight. We can spend the night with next to the heater. <laughs> there you go. I'll curl up next to that motherfucker. It's like my childhood right there. I'll curl up there. Except without the heat. <laughs> Yeah, the fucking thing. Just turn it off. I'm like, ah, oh, right at home. <laughs> Cold. And Give holy. me a fucking Ninja Turtle I can stuff in the bars. And... This is where you live now. <laughs> <laughs> You're in jail, like... Donatello. Uh, I forgot, man. We did we did a podcast like four days ago, me and Eric. So like, we still we still don't have any fucking plugs, dude. Yeah. Did you I acquire don't think any? So. Um. Uh. Come out to Michael Furr's special that he's shooting on uh, March 15th. Thursday, March 15th. I'll be running sound. So. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, so, I'm, I'm going to so be running Cam that. Cam. I was thinking about that the other day, and I thought I missed it. I'm so glad I didn't nah, miss nah. that. Yeah, yeah it's going to be at the wind-up space. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about the actual time yet, but look up Michael, Spur, Michael Furr's <laughs> Michael Gay AF special on Facebook. And uh, you can find the details. But yeah, March 15th at the wind up space. Stay In the tuned. evening. You know, seven, eight, nine, something. Yeah. Like we'll, we'll Around get, whenever you think a comedy show would be. Yeah, we'll get you the details. Just, just, just come. It'll be entertaining. Just come on, It'll be yeah. cool. Fun time. Uh, other than that, check out Laughable. It's a dope app. Um, it's basically like a big index of podcasts where you can kind of search. By comedian. By comedian yeah. or whoever else is on the podcast and see what other shows they've been on. It's, it's kind of cool like the new wave of podcasting apps. And shout out Ned. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us on there. Uh, give us a follow. Yeah, we're LFTS Podcast on everything. Yeah. Facebook, Twitter, Fucking, Instagram, uh, Google you know, Play, Stitcher. Subscribe, iTunes. leave a rating on iTunes. Check us out next week. Peace. Uh, yeah, by the way, I just wanted to drop Next week, we have uh, comedian Brett Ernst coming on. So definitely want to tune in for episode 96. Ivan Martin's going to be there as well. Yeah, Fourth dude. mic. Episode man. 96, a.k.a. the reverse of episode 69. <laughs> yeah, where we're supposed to get Danny Daniels, who 
I have jerked off to several times since episode 69. Dude, she ghosted us. For this. She did ghost <laughs> us on episode 69. That's, one day, that's the show I would have come to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One day, one day we'll get Danny Downs on the show, but it'll really just be me trying to bang her. But I mean, <laughs> whatever, right? <laughs> All right. Till next week. Peace. I read your mind.